Hey guys, welcome to 312 for You, Chicago Sports Podcast, hosted by GK and EJ. Here for episode four is me, George Kolovos, my co-host. Hey guys, Ever Haley. Once again, today's sponsor is Tempo Cafe, located in the Gold Coast of downtown Chicago at the corner of Chestnut and State. Tempo has been there for many, many years and is just what you're looking for, whether it is breakfast, lunch, or a 3 a.m. snack. They've got it all, from famous potato skillets and pancakes to deluxe sandwiches, Tempo is now open for takeout and outdoor patio seating. And as we, as we told you guys, our guest today is a member of the Lane Tech baseball team and a U14 Little League World Series state champion. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the pod, Sam Rhodes. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Anytime. Yeah. All right, so we had a poll on our story this week asking whether the Cubs or the White Sox would have a better season. 67% said Cubs to only 33 to the White Sox. So I guess we got a lot of Cubs fans, and so are and so are <laughs> mine, Sam. I think that's a little bit of a biased question, um, judging on our fan base. Right, def- definitely more Cub fans answering that than Sox. Yeah, they, they didn't do their homework. <laughs> I was doing some research, and there's a lot of baseball sites with like different predictions about all the teams, but the Cubs ones... They either have them at 500, a little above 500, or a little below. Sam, Everett, what do you guys think? Sam, I'll let you take this one. Yeah, that's probably pretty accurate. I don't see us doing any much that much better than we did last year. Probably not going to be a playoff team. Maybe a wild card contender at best. I don't yeah. know. I think, I think Cubs are kind of going into a downfall. We're going to end up into a rebuilding stage in the next few years. I it, agree. It, it it sucks because there's so we had so much young potential from the 2016 and 2016 team and everything's kind of going to waste. You know, change of man and manager. I don't know how much David Ross is gonna, how effective he's gonna be, but I guess we'll just have to see. I agree with you, Sam. I think this is you know last year was kind of disappointing. You know, finishing finishing third in the Central, and I think that this is this is probably. Uh, this is an interesting year for the Cubs, you know, with a lot of their key players, their contracts ending this season, like Rizzo and Quintana and, and uh, I think, yeah, Bryant, Bryant, uh, he signed the extension, but that's done at the end of this season. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, will, will they trade some players at the deadline uh, just looking for prospects if the season isn't going well. Um, but I think this, this might be the, you know, the last final push for a, uh, a championship season, and I, I think uh, I think a rebuild, as you said, Sam, is definitely in sight for the Cubs. Right, but I think I think definitely the reason where we're not as successful is because we had so many young players come up through our farm system, and then now they're developing into stars, and they're getting the money they deserve. Don't get me wrong; they're getting all this high quality money, which like obviously Javi and Rizzo and KB they deserve all that stuff, but that doesn't leave much money to bring in other players, and you got to sort of rely on the farm system, and we're not very strong in the minors too right now i agree yeah i mean the farm system used to be good but all those guys are now as you said you know the cubs star players so right and i think managing managing their contracts as well you've got a lot of guys who i mean you want you want to keep your key players and rizzo and brian and Baez, but you know that that's going to cost you at the end of the day so you got to make some decisions on 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 who you can live with and you know who you're going to be fine uh uh, giving away 
it's just sad. Like, you know, you watch these kids, guys growing up and you see them going and growing as stars. It's just sad, like, how we're not. Like, when we won the World Series in 2016, people were like, oh, we're the next dynasty. We're the next, like, San Francisco Giants. We're going to win a couple. Right. And we haven't won one since. Yeah, I, I think – I mean, I mean, you can't diminish what what the team has done in, in getting to the playoffs – you know, every year in, in making runs. But yeah, as you said, you know, after that, after that 2016 championship, the expectation was, you know, championship or bust every year. Yeah. I mean, like Sam said, I don't think they're going to do any better. Like they're the same team as last year. And I think they just got weaker, especially with the pitching staff. Right. We didn't exactly make any moves. Our, Cause our definitely our biggest weakness was our relief pitching. Cause yeah. our, start, our starters struggled at times. We had some solid ones. But um, I think the bullpen definitely needed some work, and we made literally zero moves to improve that. Yeah, I thought Darvish was kind of disappointing last year. Well, for, for Darvish, the towards the end, Darvish started up. off yeah. brutal, but after the All-Star break, I mean, he picked it up great. Yeah. And, he, I mean, he added another pitch, too, which he has, like, eight off-speed pitches or something ridiculous like that. So I, I, I don't yeah. see him – I see him doing pretty well this year, but – yeah, I could see him being our ace. And then John, I don't know, last year he had like an iffy year too. Hendricks is always solid. I love Hendricks. I love yeah. him, dude. He's, yeah. he's so good. He's underrated. He does not get the respect he deserves. But we lost Cole Hamels. He was, he was kind of my favorite. Uh, he, he was he, so solid. He was good. Oh, but he, like, was he, great, yeah. he, he was terrible last year, though. Towards the end of the year, he was really struggling. And – I mean, the Braves are definitely building something down there. So. Oh, I love them, dude. The Atlanta's my second favorite team, man, for sure. I I, I got to go see them uh, last year. That they they have so much. Yeah, I, I saw them too. I, I was at I was at the game in uh, Toronto. That was like Josh Donaldson's homecoming. That was it was sick. Yeah, they're they, cool. they could be. You know, they're they're similar to the Cubs in '16, where you have all these these young pieces who. You know, they're starting to come together and, and form just a solid all-around team. Mm-hmm. They're scary. So, different from the Cubs, this this is the start. This is right, the you, start guys are, you guys are towards the end of your rebuilding phase. No, the rebuild, I, the rebuild is done. It I is wouldn't done. I wouldn't say that. It is I think, done. I think, you got I, a, I think you got a year or two to go before your championship contenders. I Okay, then, then this year, this year is... You know, this year decides, uh, okay, if you want to debate if the rebuild is done or not, then this year definitely decides that. If the Sox can can just dominate the Central, which is probably the weakest division in baseball, you're, the only team you're going to have to worry about is Minnesota. And Cleveland. And I honestly, yeah, no, no, I, no, I don't Cle- think Cleveland's so. Cleveland's pretty good. It was they, okay. They yeah, haven't, they haven't got, solid. I mean, they're not the same team they were in 2016, but they're still maintaining. Like, they'll, I think you guys are probably – when set, get second in the division and be a wild card this year. I see the Twins, dude. That I see the Twins winning the division. Josh, Josh, the Sox, Josh Donaldson was expensive, but that, think about their hitters, dude. They have so much power. It's ridiculous. Did they okay. break the record last year for home right. runs? Right, and then they added Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Okay, the, the Sox, the, Sox have the, the young talent we have right now and with, with Tim Anderson, Eloy Jimenez, and then you bring in – Luis Robert, who is arguably the best prospect in baseball right now, you bring that in uh, with you got that in your hitting, and then in pitching you add Dallas Keuchel, 
to an already strong rotation with Giolito, who was an all-star last year, Ronaldo Lopez, who's a young – he's up and coming as well, Gio Gonzalez. Is and Kopech you also, back? Kopech, yeah, he'll be back, but I, I don't see him uh, being in the rotation right away. He's off a of Tommy John surgery. So I, th- I think he'll probably start in the pen, but then he'll come out and start as well. So the rotation, that, that can shuffle around. But then you, you also add Jismani Grandal, who's another bat you can put in the lineup and another great defensive catcher as well, along with James McCann, who is an all-star. I think, I think this is a very solid all-around team that will make noise and, and, and for sure get to the playoffs, if not win the division. And then you want to take a look at the next few years. All these guys, their contracts are locked up as well. So the, you know, the players are going to be around for a while. Right. You guys, you guys are in that situation like we were approaching 2016, where they still had a couple years on the contract left and everything. But then they're end up, going to end up getting paid and everything as long as they perform. Yeah, and I and I think they will. You know, and you add also Incarnacion, who they signed in the off season. You'll stick yeah, him. Stick him in the DH, and you've got you've got a solid team all around. And th- this is going to be a fun team to watch for sure, just with the amount of young talent. And and you add what, like I said, adding Keuchel, he brings that leadership as well to the to the team. I think he's probably the only one who's won a World Series, so he know he knows what it's going to take to lead this team. You just have to see how they all mesh. I feel like they're they're all still young. Like you have a mix of veterans and young prospects. That I I mean, I don't know if it's, if this year's it. Okay, yeah, but but I think for sure this is the year where where the Sox finally you know they get the respect they deserve. You know, to, for the last couple of years, you know, it's obviously been the Cubs who who have you know gotten all the noise and respectively so. You know, you win the World Series, but the Sox that I don't think people have have forgot about them. They've gone under the radar, made solid trades like the Chris Sale trade to bring in Kopech. And, and other guys as well. And they, they've gone under the radar and quietly built one, one of the strongest teams that the MLB will see in the next coming years. Yeah, I like them. I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm a Cubs fan, but I could see that. If I was just neutral, I'd see the Sox being good. I see them solid all around. Tim Howard's great. Giolito, Kopech, all the other guys you mentioned. Yeah, Tim, Tim Harrison's a, a great leadoff hitter. And, he, and, you know, he had his issues defensively with some errors, but... You know, you see his range at the shortstop position. You know, him and Moncada will do well in the middle. I, I, th- he's he's is... no Tatis, but uh, guess he could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Tatis is good too. But but for sure, but for sure, one one of the best infielders in the American League. I don't know about defensively, but definitely at the play, he's probably he's one of the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, just, just fix up the errors. But you see, he right. athletically, he can, he can make, he can make the diving plays. He can make the double play happen. You know, he, he's he's a great player. He's fun to watch. Yeah, he, yeah. Stick talk, baby. <laughs> In the first round, the Sox. Oh, took Garrett Crochet. Garrett... Oh, he's a beast, dude. Crochet. Crochet. Oh, crochet, whatever. Crochet. Whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> He he, you know he's he's got he's a about six six two twenty you know big guy with a power fastball uh, upper nineties mid nineties I think he's got a slider as well that's nice but this is this is similar he's very similar to Kopech in the fact where the two are ju- you know they're looking to just to pound the strike zone you know be aggressive and make hitters swing 
and you when you have a fastball like in the upper nineties, you're gonna you're gonna force hitters to be aggressive. And he'll fit in right with the rotation with Kopech. You know, you have a two power pitchers, Kopech being a righty and Crochet a lefty, and you mix that in with kind of the finesse of Giolito and Keuchel, who are gonna they're gonna mix up their pitches with the off off speed and the fastball. This really files in to making a great rotation of righties and lefties and mixing the balance of power and finesse in the pitchers for the Sox rotation. So I, I think this is a great, great pick for the Sox. Yeah, you guys did have a good draft. The, the Cubs, they took Ed Howard, the kid out of Mount Carmel. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously it's the hometown kid thing. Is It's an awesome concept. Like, he played for Jackie Robinson West, whatever, all this stuff. It's, it's super cool. And, like, I'm I'm rooting for him, but I'm not saying that I love the pick. I I agree, Sam. Like, yeah, I I wanted so there's a kid, Mick Abel. Out of, he um committed to Oregon State. He's a pitcher. He's a he's a beast, right in a pitcher. But he was taken right before us. Uh, I wanted us to take Garrett Mitchell out of UCLA. I feel like we needed some outfielders. But uh, I I mean that yeah. that's the thing about the MLB draft. It doesn't nece- it doesn't necessarily address your current needs because. Especially when you're taking the kid out of high school, because he's not going to start playing for you for a few years. Yeah, the fact that they took a shortstop, sixteen, makes me question the future at middle infield. Like, either either yeah, is Javi going? Is, I don't. I think they'll probably end up keeping Javi as the centerpiece. You're gonna get rid of Russell, right? And then I think, oh, yeah, I think he's gone. But then, but then we t- uh, what's the what's the dude's name who we took two years ago? It was the shortstop, Nico, Nico Horner, right? Horner. He Nico was Horner. good. He was good. That's what That's, I'm saying. Like, yeah. Look, so one yeah, of those no, guys aren't is are they're not planning on having for a long time. So I don't know if they're going to use one of them as a trade piece at some point. Or yeah, I I agree I agree a hundred percent with you, Sam. You know I I really didn't understand the pick when you have a guy like Horner, who I mean the fans loved him. He was a he was a you know he played well this yeah. time in, in the majors right. last year. He batted really well and. Yeah, I, I I feel like this is this is probably this probably leads in to the Cubs moving to maybe a rebuild where you can where you can use a guy like Ed Howard as a trade piece, you know, to you trade him for other prospects as well. Um, so yeah, I, I I mean I get the Chicago connection, you know, you want to make it look pretty for the fans, yeah, but that's really what it was for an organization standpoint. I I don't really know if. If, if if really this is the right choice, like you said, Sam, you know the pitching for the Cubs is is really been kind of on the downfall with with relievers, right. and maybe you want to add another starter with Lester kind of getting to the end of his career. So I don't know. I didn't really understand this pick, but he was signed to go to OU, so I do like the guy as well. Well, now he's they not going to OU, some... probably. So. Yeah, <laughs> now he's not though, but. You know, he showed love at first. <laughs> <laughs> they took some big pitcher from, like, some junior college named Luke Willow. Oh, yeah, he, he was throwing, so, like, 105. Yeah, so, I mean, so he, he tops at 105, but that's just, like, in a bullpen. And if, if yeah, you watch him yeah. pitch in a game, like, he doesn't have a lot of control. That's just, like, he he, th- he throws, yeah, just he throws gas. But, like, in a yeah. game, if he wants to have control, he'll probably sit at 95, which obviously that's not slow, but it's not 105. It's just like yeah, yeah. when he goes when he comes up through the Myers, you're gonna have to work on that. I see him as probably a closer. That's yeah. sim- that's similar to Crochet. What they're saying, you know, with the, with these guys who are mainly, you know, they're just looking to throw gas. It's you know, can can you control that? Can you keep it in the strike zone? 
and and can you utilize your your other pitches as well and keep you know keep keep those keep those in control like mm-hmm. you're saying I liked our other picks though. We we took a left-handed pitcher out of Dallas Baptist. He 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 has a higher fastball. He'll probably be uh, probably projected to be a starter. Uh, took in, took this outfielder yeah. out of Michigan, Jordan Nuogu Nuogu or whatever. Oh, I think I've heard of him. You know, Michigan played well in the World right. Series. Yeah, you know, he's 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 they a power a hitter. Play. I like it. Um, he was so he's one of those guys, just a pure athlete. Like, I looked into him a little bit, and he had D one offers uh, for football coming out of high school too. So you know, he's 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 big too. So I like it. Yeah, and, th- and this is interesting this year. You know, usually the MLB has what like four thousand rounds in their draft or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, so right, it's interesting to right. See, you know, five keep, rounds. Keep it to five rounds. Interesting. Some, something, something you can watch on TV for once. That sucked though for like all those other college prospects and high school prospects that didn't. Oh, get yeah, drafted. well, it's, it's, yeah. it's definitely going to change for people who didn't get drafted. Like then, kids who were committed to go to Division One schools and the rosters are going to be. Can like, you sign? I, I think. I think you can sign though, like not necessarily get drafted, but you can sign with a team. Those oh yeah, you, you can be an undrafted free agent. The, those, those they yeah, made those yeah. deals like they're like twenty five thousand dollars signing deals or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you're not gonna right. get a lot. Yeah, like Ed Howard got like a multi million dollar deal, whatever it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna be the the fifth? Starter for the Cubs. That's what I'm. That's what I've been wondering like all day. Yeah, I I don't know. Like that's the thing. We did, we we <laughs> haven't we haven't made, right. made moves like that to get a definite fifth starter. I'll go ahead. Yeah. So so recently, with you know, as the MLB still hasn't really come to an agreement on you know starting the season. Um, this actually came out yesterday. It says the owners have offered a 72-game season um, with the players getting 70% of the prorated salaries and 80% um, if the postseason is able to be completed. And the players have until Sunday to respond. Look, that's a great deal, you know. I, I don't know. What's the freaking hold Well, up? so they want to get paid of, more. It's, it's all about getting paid. That's, what, that's why they're not signing it. But a lot of the MLB players see it as them offering the same thing over and over again just in different terms. Like, they're not seeing any progress being it's, made. Yeah. Like, Daniel Descalzo tweeted out this thing. It was pretty funny. He said, like, MLB, do you want a half a dozen donuts? No. Oh, so you want six? That's the same thing. Our mistake. <laughs> How about yeah. two sets of three? Like, <laughs> like they, they don't see any progress being made, which is disappointing because you see all the other sport leagues getting ready to start up and making plans and everything, and the MLB can't even come to an agreement with the Players Association. And – I mean, yeah, I, I haven't gone into detail about every single deal that they've made, and some of them look solid, and I don't, I don't really know. I just want them to sign a deal so we can start watching baseball again. Like as as long yeah. as it's something not absolutely awful, like it's not them like totally ripping them off. And I, I, this one seems yeah, good. but I think I think if you if you can get to the postseason and you get eighty percent of your salary for paying. For, for playing less almost half. less than half of the normal regular right. season games, I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand how that, how is it a bad deal? And and other things that they were saying that the that the players and owners have agreed on, um, you add a larger roster, um, maybe a thirty man active roster with a twenty player taxi squad, so so you get more guys if you're worried about health issues, 
like injuries or, you know, let's say a, a guy happens to get Corona, you can bring another guy in. <laughs> so the rot, so the, well, yeah, I mean, players are going to get. Oh, definitely. It's, sure. it's, but you, it's inevitable. You can bring another guy in. And then you also, they also want a universal designated. That's, that, that, that's, that's a really probably, good idea. I like that. That's great. And honestly, in the next couple of years, that's how it's probably The whole be. league should just be like that, yeah. Yeah, and you probably yeah, it, have, it creates um, it creates more jobs for the guys like you another MLB player to come up and like it it, it just nothing like exactly. no one wants to see a pitcher hit. Like it's not like yeah, there's no maybe, one wants to maybe see that. four or and five coaches don't want to see their right, pitcher there's hit maybe either. four or five pitchers who can hit like decently solid like and they, then again, like mm-hmm. those guys still bat like 150, but they'll hit a home run every like two once or twice a year. Yeah. So everyone likes it, but unless it's Jake Arrieta hitting right. bombs in 2016, right. I don't want to see it. And th- another thing is um, maybe a regional schedule. So, example, uh, the teams in the AL East right will only to reduce play traveling teams in the NL East. That's I think interesting because I mean that that's sense. obviously more Cubs Sox games stuff like that. A lot more rivalry mm-hmm. games. I, I don't I don't see an issue with that, but then I mean there are games where like you want to see the Cubs play the Dodgers and stuff like that, and a lot of play go against the West Coast teams. It's... Yeah, well, need a challenge. At this point, I I just want to see some games, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think fans I think fans can get behind that as well. And and lastly, uh, it, it's also the players have also kind of wanted uh an expanded playoffs, maybe from with fourteen or sixteen teams in the postseason. They should do that. I think that, yeah, do that as well. It's, it's kind of similar to the NHL and NBA. Um, you know, they, they already started their season, but they're giving the teams who are on the outside a chance to come in with less games. You know, uh, you really you really don't have a lot of room to screw up or, you know, go on a losing streak. So yeah. I, think, I think that's fair to teams as well. A three-game, three game, four-game losing streak would kill a team's playoff hopes. Yeah. So Sam, what was like the hype for Lane's team this year? Like expectations of that? Yeah, we had we had some uh, pretty high outlook. We were all excited. We I think we had a. I mean, the team was majority juniors, but I think everybody had everyone was looking forward to. I mean, I mean, we wanted to we wanted to go for state, but obviously every team wants to do that. Uh, we we had some pretty good. We had pretty deep in pitching. Um, I think a lot of kids in our grade are going to play in college. I think our. It would have been nice to play with the seniors and everything, and I feel like it sucks to be a senior and know that you've played your last baseball game and you don't know what that was necessarily. So, yeah, that really sucks for the seniors and you guys too. I mean, like not as much right. as for the seniors, but this could have been like your year, like first year on varsity. Right. You know what it's like. The next year, you guys. Yeah, really I mean, every, everyone was working super hard, ready to get get going on the season, and then it just gets canceled like that. It was definitely disappointing. But uh, I think everyone stayed relatively positive throughout a opening. We we might end up having some summer ball through Lane, but that's good. I think that's all just going as how however the the virus yeah by ear uh, chooses. Yeah, I I think um I think a good thing for you guys as well is is being a spring sport. You know, you're you're kind of given more time with with uh, Corona to kind of kind of see how how see how the other sports play out in the fall and winter right you know see if 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 those what those are like and how maybe if there's different you know uh if the ihsa implements like you know certain rules to protect against the virus how will that affect you guys in the spring but i'm hopeful that i think you guys will 
will be able to play as. Oh well. yeah, I, I I'm not I'm not so, too worried um, about next spring. I'm I, a lot can happen in in nine months, ten months. So months, yeah. we don't know what's going to yeah. change. I don't know what's going to happen with the vaccine, all this different stuff. But I guess we just gotta let it let it play yeah, out. Stay hopeful. Yeah, and and as you're saying, how you know. I know you guys' this team, Lane's, Lane team, Lane teams always for baseball, you know, have right. a lot of talent. Um, and with guys who are wanting to play in college, you know, kind of take us through that, that process of, you know, how, 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 uh, how the recruiting process works in baseball. Because I know it's a little different right. from so, other sports. I mean, a lot of it is on players. So you got to sort of market yourself using platforms like NCSA, stuff like that. Get, take, get videos of either you taking batting practice, taking ground or stuff like that. So coaches can see that when they look up your name. Uh, there's a lot of different types of showcases you can do. College coaches are at some, so, at some showcases and they'll talk to you and contact you and stuff like that. But then, I mean, the main stuff happens in the summer because you can, you can perform well at a showcase because that's – you're getting thrown batting practice and you know when a grounder's coming to you, all that stuff, but everything's different in the game. So coaches will be going to the games and obviously that's changed because uh, NCAA isn't allowing in-person recruiting until August. So everything's sort of changing with that. And I think with you guys as well, um, as a team's talent level is so high and Lane, you know, is, is lucky enough to have a facility right. like Kerry Wood. I'm sure that that you guys and your coaches, you know, you know, you know, college coaches know about Lane Tech. You know, they they know they know the the type of players they're getting from you, and I'm sure that they're gonna do their best, you know, well, to come out and see that's, you guys. That's as the well. thing about uh, baseball college recruiting is that it's not usually you don't get recruited through your high school team. It's always through your travel team. Cause, because oh, through travel, because yeah. okay. travel is higher level. And like with high school, especially in Chicago, no disrespect to other schools, but it's not as high level as college coaches want it to be, right? Like not every kid in a, on a high school varsity roster in the city is going to have a, a goal to play in college, realistic enough to play in college, right? And with travel, it's like more regulated, higher level. And college coaches will want to see that. And with this year, they're they can't do the in-person recruiting. They're live streaming some of the games, so coaches will be watching from behind their screens and seeing that. I'm not exactly sure how that's gonna. That's smart. Gonna yeah. change like they don't get to see the little interactions. Like they don't get to see the leadership in the dugout. That things different. You know, everyone's got to make adjustments. It's not. No one's immune yeah. to it. It's it's the whole. It's everybody. Yeah. So, Sam, great talking to you. Thank you for having, having you. you on the pod. Yeah, for sure. Of course, you know, we'd love to have you back as well. Um, next week, we don't know what's in store yet. Um, you know, we'll, re- we'll reach out to you guys through Instagram and kind of give you an update on what we're thinking about. But we're also relying on you guys, you know. Send us, send us messages through Instagram. Text us if you have our number. Send polls, send questions you want answered. No, th- this is for you guys. So, so really try to reach out to us so we can give back to you guys. Yeah, he just took the words out of my mouth. Keep it up. Thank you, guys. So, yep. Thank you, Sam, once again for coming. Uh, George, see you next week. See you. Uh, thank you for listening. Remember, 312 is for you guys.